0: It's time for the Noble Capital Radio Hour with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. Featuring the Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management, Jess Hamill, and Financial Advisor
1: Jonathan Birkland. Here's your host, Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us on the Noble Capital Radio Hour today. Hope you enjoy the show. Walter Storholt here alongside Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill, the fantastic team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. They have an office at Steck and Mopac across from Luby's, and you can also find us online if you want to find out about upcoming dinner and discussion seminars that the team hosts constantly throughout the area at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Want to spend a couple minutes today talking about predictable income. And guys, I'm curious, what are some of the retirement income sources that people might view as predictable, but really aren't completely predictable? Where where do you see a lot of misinformation about predictable income about out there?
2: Well, one could argue that Social Security would fit into that category. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah.
3: So we all hope it's going to be there and predictable, but uh, certainly cost of living adjustments aren't predictable, right? right? So you're not guaranteed to keep up with inflation.
2: So they're, they're not only are they not guaranteed to even have the cost of living adjustment, they're also not, the, the amount is not guaranteed. So you never know when it's coming or how much it's going to be. But we typically plan for that flat and don't assume flat across the board. Across
3: right. No adjustments. Yep. I mean, I think you could throw, uh, you know, dividend paying stocks, stocks right in there. Thing, yeah. oh, um, okay. You know, yeah. yes, yes. It's, it's consistent as long as it's consistent and predictable. You know what I mean? And until it's not. Um, generally, companies don't like to lower their dividends for obvious reasons, but it, it has happened and it does happen. So if that is more uh, than a small portion of your income, and it can negatively impact you know your your spending for for bills and groceries and that sort of thing. You might want to second guess that option and maybe consider something slightly more predictable than, than dividend paying stocks. Yeah.
2: Also, I would say you know things that are in the oil industry, natural gas and oil. Um, I've had clients come in here that you know they've got some mineral rights somewhere. Sometimes you know you see them kicking off twenty twenty five thousand dollars a month just like a slot machine regularly. And then all of a sudden there's a problem. You know, either it runs out of oil or or there's the environment changes in which it's selling, and all of a sudden that's that's not happening anymore, and people yeah. freak out. You yeah, know, they're, they're counting on it just happening for the rest of their life. And you see that flip
3: flop here in Texas. Yeah, frequently, big big right? Time. Right? I mean, it's something that people might not necessarily consider, just because our housing market is so positive here and has been for so long, but just rental income, oh, yeah. right? I mean, That'd you, you can own. Mm-hmm. Rental property and and be counting on the income to come in, but if things happen, you know you have a tenant move out, it may be difficult to find a tenant for some rhyme or reason. You may have uh, you know damage to the property, you have to repair in between tenants. It takes time, so you know there is a risk of losing that rental income. But those property taxes don't stop, right? And so you have to keep the lights on, so to speak. There, so those those costs are still going to remain. So it's something to consider if you know you have that rental property as a large part of your retirement income. Just expect to to maybe not uh, receive income all twelve months of the year. Maybe what a, 10 months. what yeah,
1: about bonds? Would you throw that into the mix as well?
3: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to hold them to maturity, then you know what you're going to get. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're playing in the world of bond funds, um, certainly we see those um, rise and fall as the interest market moves. So it's definitely a risk, you know, just kind of back to the dividend paying stocks. I mean, you can play on those waters, but you, you have to know what you're getting into. It's it's not
2: always a, a guaranteed thing. And something to consider on that when he was talking about the bond funds, you know, like he said, if you hold it to maturity, you know what you're going to get, assuming that whoever issued that bond is still around. That's a good point. <laughs> um, and bonds are, you know, bought and traded and sold it and sold on the market just like anything else. But yep. you know, they have an inverse reaction to interest rates. So yep. interest rates are so low right now. There's really nowhere. Four rates to do to go, but up, which means the bond values can only go down. Yeah, I mean, unless you're building like a treasury bond,
3: you know, something super, super stable, you know, is going to be there. Assuming you know, you know, it's kind of like Social Security. As long as you know, government's in place, we should be good to go. But uh, there's always a little bit of risk. Yeah, and the return on
2: that's not going to be, you know. Yeah, no, you're
3: not, you're not, you're not not, not making anything great on that. So there's, there's definitely better options uh, to get a little bit higher return and something that's perhaps even more guaranteed. Yeah, I was was going to
1: say, it seems like you guys have listed every single type of (laughs) income out there, and it's like, okay, (laughs) not. Not guaranteed not well, now guaranteed, not, yeah. not reliable so i mean is there such a thing as having guaranteed income in retirement or maybe the key there, question is guaranteed by whom
2: there definitely is but i want to throw one more thing in there that a lot okay. of people come in well not a lot of people but i've had people come in that have built a, a plan for the retirement that's very very heavily based on some sort of an income stream from a, a company they sold so let's say jonathan and i start our own company and you know things are going good 15 20 years and we we build it up and i decide to walk away and I've got a buyout scenario with him that, that theoretically, as long as the business is going good, I should have an income stream for life. But let's say he, he screws it up and crashes yeah, it. I'm just idiot, it. Right? Yeah, I'm idiot, right? Yeah. So now I've got the majority of my retirement based upon an income stream that all of a sudden goes away because of something that I have no control over. And and I have seen that happen quite a bit.
3: Yeah, we do see the business owners come through in that scenario. Yeah. So if you don't have a contingency or a business continuity plan that you believe in, maybe reconsider, right? Yeah, for sure. So would but you say go, there
1: isn't? Yeah. Is, is there such thing as a guaranteed income in retirement?
2: Definitely. And once again, so we've got to, the basis of any of these conversations we're talking about guarantee is that a guarantee is only as good as the person that wrote the guarantee. Right. So making the assumption that what we're going to talk about in this discussion that we can count on the actual guarantee, then, you know, annuities. Annuities would be the, the most obvious first choice there. Yep. It's something that's guaranteed for life. It's contractual. There's no wishy-washy gray area in the contract If it says that if you turn this income stream on it. 67 and you're going to get 2741 dollars and 19 cents a month for the rest of your life well that's it that's what's going to happen there's nothing that's going to change on it
3: done set in stone yep i mean if you have a pension that you believe in same same thing just pension is an annuity right so if you believe in, in that part, pension yeah. but we see uh, some some pensions that aren't so successful right just because of who manages and operates them we find a lot more success
2: in the annuity world right it's you know when pensions were exclusively annuities it yep. was not a problem and Then some companies decided they could save some money or make more money by instead of purchasing an annuity as a pension for the employee, they would just manage it themselves. Yeah. As long as, as long as they're great, you know, money managers, and the market goes good, everything's fine. You know, Enron would be a, a good example of that. Or you see pension funds that that collapse and crash, and people are just you know kind of addled up. Right. Right. Even if you guys
1: do establish predictable income streams for somebody, what do you do as inflation increases and the buying power of that income is decreased over time?
2: That's usually the first question that that comes up when we talk about annuities, and I'm not trying to focus on them, but that is kind of the topic we're talking about here. There are inflation-adjusted annuities out there. We don't typically use them. What we do instead is put that control back into into our hands. So, For instance, for ease of math, let's say instead of getting a million-dollar annuity, that is inflation adjusted for the rest of your life, and realizing that what that means is the first half of that is going to be a lower amount because it's got to make up for the back end. Now we're locked into something that somebody else has made a decision on. I would rather, instead of one one million dollar annuity, do four annuities: one for three hundred thousand, one for two hundred thousand, one for a hundred thousand. We break them down like that so that we can control when we turn them on. You obviously would turn the biggest one on first because it's got the least amount of time to accumulate. And then as our needs increase for more income, we selectively turn on the next annuity and then turn on the next one. You can turn them all on at once if you want to. There is no no discount there on economy of scale. So two annuities totaling a million dollars turned on at the same time would give the exact same amount of money as one one million dollar annuity turned on at the same time. Um, but we break it up and put the control back in the client's hands so that we can selectively turn on these future income streams to keep up with inflation or needs on our terms instead of on the insurance company's terms. Make it it work inside our income plan, right? So don't don't let the the
3: product or tool dictate your decisions. Let your plan dictate what tools you purchase or, or utilize in that plan, right? Exactly.
1: Well, to kind of bring this uh, conversation full circle, let's go back to really focusing on the clients and their perspective and and point of view here. What are some of the reactions that you get from folks when they come into you? Maybe they've had, you know, the rental income, the the variable things that we've talked about today, or maybe it's a lot of exposure in the stock market and the up and down, and they're worried about – you know, where can I actually go to get a guarantee? Or they've kind of had those worries about Social Security that you guys addressed. What are some of the reactions that you get from them when you kind of map out these plans for them? I mean, this is your specialty, obviously, is setting up predictable, reliable retirement income and, and making that part of this retirement plan. Do you get some great reactions from folks when they kind of realize it's actually possible to do this?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the biggest uh, testament to our expertise here is when somebody is so impressed that they don't believe it because it's too good to be true. Right, right. I love when <laughs> which happens. To that. Yeah. yeah, it happens. <laughs> people are like, "There's, there's just no way. There's, there's no way that's too good to be true. Yeah. There's got to be a catch somewhere." Right. I can't believe this is going to work out. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have extra money. What, yeah. what, what's exactly. going on? And yeah. it's guaranteed. I don't have to do anything, and it's not dependent upon the market. Yeah. Um, we know today what it's going to be ten years from now. Uh, people yeah. are pretty impressed when we put that together. It's amazing that. And and I forget sometimes because this is what Jonathan and I do every day. Right, um, right. It's obviously not what the clients do every day. So when they come in and we put something together that's that's just fundamental and logical for us, that they're just amazed. It's like you know it's like we're floating on air or something. They they can't believe that it actually can can work out that way, but it does. And they're happy, and we you know we sign everybody up and get them going, give them a gift, they become clients, and I've made a lot of uh, longtime friends doing that. Yeah, but it's definitely working through that sort of that emotional uh, change that is retirement,
3: right? Going from accumulation to preservation and distribution. That's that's what it comes down to. It's, it's the shifting of the mindsets to understand you don't have to chase some highest interest rate return that you can possibly achieve and mm-hmm. try to accumulate more of these dollars. You're, you're doing something different with them. So it's, it's a change in mindset in terms of how we utilize those dollars. And annuities, certainly with that guaranteed income, they they come out big for us.
1: Do you guys illustrate this further and in more detail uh, with, with some great examples and case studies and those kinds of things at your dinner and discussion seminars?
3: Absolutely. So that, that's one of the things we go into in detail is, is talking to the different uh, types of, of guaranteed income of, of annuities, but also how, how we kind of put those into an overall income plan as, as one of the, uh, the products or tools that facilitate that income plan. So we put up a, on the board just a pretty rudimentary version of it just to keep it simple, but just walking through how our income plan is built, how it functions and how different uh, products and investments can fit into that plan. So it's certainly something if you're interested in guaranteed income or income planning in general or is my income if it's not guaranteed how does that work into the whole thing it's a great opportunity to come out and see how we practice how we utilize those uh, instruments and tools in our income planning and and see if it's right for you and and if so then to come out and see us we'd be happy to put a plan together for you
2: that illustration also highlights some things that are that are easier to understand when it's when it's drawn in front of you the two that I would refer to there are the the tax planning turning on the tax-free or tax-efficient income later on in life so that we're increasing income but not taxable exposure. But even more so, when you start looking at the percentage of your income in each of those legs that's coming from a guaranteed source, the older we get... The more I want more of my income to be guaranteed. Yep. You know, everybody likes surprises, um, but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to surprise at eighty. That's hey, you're going back to work. Right. We put a percentage on that,
3: right? We try to start somewhere at least at fifty percent, right? That's that's kind of like the minimum for most people. Some people, it's it's a hundred at, at the start, yeah, but we one. want we want to work up closer and closer to hundred percent guaranteed as we get closer and closer to to the end. Because at some point down the road, you may not be able to, you know, figure out where am I going to get my income from. You don't want to have to mess with that at some point, right? Yeah.
2: If you're if you're eighty five and all of a sudden you're twenty five hundred dollars a month short, that's a hard not thing a to go try to, to generate at that age. You know, right. nobody wants to go back to work at eighty five. Right. Um, it's one thing to go be a greeter at Walmart, which I still would not want to do, but that's not generating much income. If you've all of a sudden got a really bad hole in your income plan, you're either looking at a significant life change. Well, I guess either way you would be going going back to work or dialing back your lifestyle. One of the two. One
1: of the two. Well, it's so much to think about. It's a lot of great detail that we get here on the radio show, but obviously so much more can be covered at those dinner and discussion seminars that Jonathan told you a little bit more about moments ago. And so if you'd like to attend one of those upcoming events, come have dinner with us, discuss some important retirement and financial planning strategies. You can find the list of events, the locations, the dates, and even register online from your smartphone or computer at ncwealth.com that's ncwealth.com or call or text 512-492-3800 if you'd like to communicate that way as well 512-492-3800 what'll happen is you'll come in you'll meet with the team among some of your peers have dinner discuss some of these major mistakes that people make with their financial plans how to put together proper income plans and how the team at noble capital wealth management can certainly help you through Throughout that process events are held throughout the austin area at various locations and you can again see the list and sign up at ncwealth.com that's ncwealth.com or call or text 512-492-3800 that's 512-492-3800 you're tuned in to the noble capital radio hour with jess hamill and jonathan berkland i'm walter storholt and there's more on the way talk thirteen seven, the right choice you're listening
0: to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Birkland. Let's get back to the show with
1: your host, Walter Storholt. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Thanks for being with us today. Walter Storholt alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berklin the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. Jonathan is an advisor on the team and uh, Jess, the vice president of Noble Capital Wealth Management. Great team here in the Austin area that you can reach out to. If you've got any questions about your own financial plan or situation, ncwealth.com is the place to go to find out about upcoming events and to get in touch online. That's ncwealth.com. Or give a call or text to 512-492-3800. That's 512 492 three eight zero zero guys i want to talk a little bit about longevity you know longevity is supposed to be a good thing but it brings with it some problems when we're trying to plan financially the last i checked uh the death rate for human beings is still hovering around a hundred (laughs) percent but but lifespans are continuing to indeed increase before we get into all the conversations about uh the problems of longevity let's start with a positive note how old is your
2: oldest client Yeah, we don't really have any like really, really, really elderly clients actually. I mean, unless you consider
3: that really, really elderly, right? I mean, (laughs) like to to Walter's point, I mean, I don't know, it's it's a perspective thing, but um, yeah, exactly. But that's that's getting up there. I mean, that's that's a good long life, certainly if you're still going, right? I mean, I'll still be riding wheelies at eighty-five. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) easily. But you know, mid-eighties, yeah, uh,
1: certainly. Well, I think that just that under it just may be that you guys don't have anybody who's in the you know nineties and hundreds yet, but you're seeing that uh, those who are are in their 80s indeed, or maybe living a more active life than you would have ever imagined.
3: It's
2: oh, absolutely. Unbelievable. And my clients, when they get their 80s or 90s, they're going to be sad. Man. Yeah, yeah, and
3: usually, I mean, they're sharp as a tack, generally speaking, when they come in. I mean, it's it's they're, they're telling us what's going on, not yeah. the
2: other way around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it amazes me. I've seen – I see – sharper 85 year olds than i do 65 year olds sure, sure. a lot of time interesting it's amazing to me yeah that's
1: very cool well i think that you know back to the financial side of this equation talking about longevity you know some companies are investing millions of dollars into the concept of significantly increasing the human lifespan all sorts of different inventions and goals that these uh, companies have so is longevity clearly you know it's a coveted thing right then why do we talk about longevity as a risk so much
2: i mean it's it's the one thing you want more than anything is your biggest enemy you know if you figure your average person probably works what 50-ish or so years of their professional career and then if they live 30 years after that we're talking about more than half of the time you spent working you're going to spend not working and consuming Mm -hmm. And inflation eating that up, so right. And you don't know
3: when it's going to happen. That's the other. Yeah, exactly. How do you plan for it? So,
2: you know, the one thing we all want—the longevity—is is is probably our our biggest enemy. If we're going to live another forty years after we stop actually earning a paycheck, that's a lot of a lot of planning that we got to we got to figure out. Yep, yep. That's probably the biggest unknown
3: in retirement planning, and really the, the one thing that that we can't really solve for you cuz we don't we don't know either but we can look at family history and make an educated guess and so on and so forth but we we're going to have to run with an assumption on how long are we going to live? And then we can put together a plan that will take you there and
2: then some, just in case. Yeah, with a, with a big uh, stress on the end, then some. Because right, you, right. You don't, wanna, you don't know. You don't want to make an assumption and plan for that. That's the one way to guarantee you exactly, you're a live longer. Exactly. So the end, then some is extremely important.
1: Can you dig into the, the memory bank or into the uh, the story bank and tell us a little bit about maybe somebody who came in to meet with you primarily because they were afraid of this conversation, they were afraid of longevity and of running out of money and what you did to help them?
3: Not, not so much. Uh, a story about someone who's who's necessarily worried about it but but that it's it's a reality right that that they have longevity in the family so one that they're concerned it's going to happen but they, they know it's it's actually going to happen and they're already pretty far along in that direction so we kind of hit this person at, at a midpoint um we'll call him tom tom came in worried saying hey you know my mom lived till 90 Dad lived till 92, and I'm doing pretty good sitting here at 73. So I'm thinking I'm gonna to need to make my nest egg, which isn't as big as I'd like it to be, last a little bit longer. Than, than the average person. So there is a little bit of, of conversation around, okay, what, what's our budget like? How much are you spending? How much of this can we can we now shift over into a little bit more of an accumulation? Because we now have a much longer time span that we're looking at the investing across. And so it really, you know, at the end of the day, it's just about um, putting together a plan for this particular 73-year-old with a little bit longer time horizon than we normally would. So it, it's kind of like uh, starting from square one back at the beginning of retirement, we're just somehow halfway through it, right? We know our, we know, our our knowns our social security our pension and we're just uh stretching those out across uh, longer time horizons and and trying to you know foresee those medical expenses that we talked about and and counting on those things to happen down the road this is also a single person so we have to take into into mind that there's not necessarily somebody else there to take care of them um and and living that long you may not have anybody else around to take care of you either so you know nursing home costs those sorts of things are things we're going to work into the plan and and just uh Plan for it's as simple as that, setting aside the money, making the smart investments, and putting down on paper that you plan to, to live out that long forces you to figure out how to make it happen,
2: and that's exactly what we did. So, my memory is, uh, is probably not as much aligned with what people would automatically think from the question. But one person that comes to mind who actually has become a really good friend of mine was a, a lady that retired in her very early 50s, I think she was 51, 52, had done very well. But she longevity is, was her biggest enemy because she had, I don't know, just under $2 million, which for my generation, that's, that was a lot of money. That was you, know, you should easily be able to retire on that. But when you count in the fact that she's missing out on, on average, 15 years of income while now spending for 15 years with incomes not coming in, plus she's super healthy, lives a great healthy lifestyle, and, and you know, from a genetic standpoint, she should live well into her late 90s. That was the biggest challenge for me and we were able to just barely pull it off you would think with a couple of million dollars leading a conservative lifestyle with a life partner who is also still working um, with a quite a bit of income that it should not be that difficult but it was it was quite a chore to plan it out for But we got it done she's very happy very satisfied client very good friend Um, that was probably my biggest challenge when it comes to longevity here at this desk
3: so if longevity is a concern for you and you don't yet have a plan or or haven't made uh, this part of your plan in terms of, of forward thinking and, and preparing for uh, the end of the road that's, that's pretty far down there. It's a good idea to come out and take advantage of an opportunity to spend an evening with us where we talk about longevity and the risks that it poses alongside many other things, inflation being one of those other risks, and learn a little bit about how we can implement uh, a plan for you that would take into consideration longevity. It's not that we we don't always uh, take that into consideration, but some people out there live a little bit longer than others, and maybe you're further along in the game. You're already into retirement 10 or 15 years, and you see yourself going another 15, 20, 25 years, and you didn't necessarily plan or prepare for that going into it. So come to a dinner, learn about what we do, who we are, how we operate, and then come see us at our office and and let us talk about your individual situation and put a plan together that's going to make you happy and confident uh, for the rest of your retirement.
1: All you have to do is pick up the phone and call or text your interest, and you can find out about some of the upcoming events in the area and register for one as well. 512-492-3800 is that number to call or text If you want to attend an upcoming dinner event, uh, 512-492-3800. Learn about some of the top mistakes people make in retirement planning and some of the best things that you can do to improve your financial situation going forward. All at the dinner events that the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management hosts. You can also find out about those events and view the list of upcoming uh, events in the area at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Come have dinner, learn a little bit about the financial world and about your own financial plan, and go from there. NCWealth.com or call or text 512-492-3800. You're listening to the Noble Capital
2: Radio Hour. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Jess Hamill with Noble Capital. Are you making your retirement a priority? Do you have a plan to generate income in retirement? Have you worked hard to accumulate a nest egg and now your only plan is to spend it down? If any of these questions make you stop and think, you need to attend our upcoming dinner event. We'll talk about generating retirement income in ways you probably won't expect. Seats fill up quickly, so reserve your spot today. Go to ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. That's ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. Do you have a question
1: for the Noble Capital team? Give us a call at 512-492-3800 to get some answers. That's 512-492-3800 or online at ncwealth.com. Well, it's time to open up the mailbag and get another question from one of our listeners. If you want to submit a question, go online and contact us at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. This first one comes to us from Jay in Austin today. Jay says, ever since I retired, I've had a really hard time spending money. Something about not having a paycheck makes me nervous. Do
2: you think I need a shrink? (laughs) (laughs) That goes back to the uh, therapist versus financial advisor role here. Um, Jay, you don't need a shrink. What you need is a a financial advisor that understands the difference between spending down and generating income. You need a plan. But to answer your question, um, no, you don't need a shrink. You should be nervous um, if all you've done is accumulate a a nest egg and you're trying to spin it down and figure out uh, how to make yourself run out before it does, then you've got the wrong plan. So give us a call and see if we can help you out. Great question, Jay. A lot of people have that
1: question. You're not alone there. And if you want to get some further information and get some customized advice for your own financial situation, maybe you're listening to the show today and you're in a similar situation to Jay as well. Give a call to the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. 512-492-3800 is the number. That's 512 492 Three eight zero zero and always twenty four seven online at ncwealth.com. It's getting to know you time getting to know you time walter storholt here with jess hamill and jonathan Berkland. this is where i ask the guys some fun questions each week on the program to get to know their personalities a little bit better sometimes we try to embarrass them sometimes we just have some fun get to know their personalities a little bit guys what's a good habit you have now that you wish you'd started much earlier
3: oh you're you're, you're digging deep on us on this one that's a that could be embarrassing um I'm sitting here struggling to think of some good habits that I do have. You, you, you have an <laughs> um, embarrassing
1: one in your mind. You're just now yeah. hesitating
3: to share it with us,
1: and you're trying yeah, to think well, of a way out of it. I think,
3: you know, since I, since I don't have a, another great one off the top of my head, um, I would say I would say changing my sheets um, <laughs> and. Uh, that's that's a that's kind of a bad one, but you know, back as you know, like a teenager, you know, in college, that sort of thing. I mean, I just didn't I didn't think about it, you know, like she's went on the bed, and why would you need to take them? They off were there mess for a semester, than, right? Yeah, you know, other than when he got yelled at by you know mom, but when you're when you're not living uh, you know mom's house anymore, you know, you don't have to do mess with that. So, but no, nowadays I completely changed on that. We have we have dogs and the dog hair and everything, and just like weirds me out. So I'm like changing them twice a week and driving my wife crazy. Uh, but that's uh that's the that's the switch that got flipped for sure somewhere between college and, and today <laughs> it, it is funny every
1: time you change them you then go boy we should have done that sooner this is great exactly exactly <laughs> yeah.
2: exactly how about you Jess you know mine's actually I, I was going through the list of habits that I have and all of them I've had for quite a while I'm, I'm pretty uh, status quo but <laughs> one one related to that that most people don't know unless you know me really well. And that's I. I like to iron my sheets and my pillowcases. Oh, so, wow! Tied back into there's not not only getting into bed into fresh sheets, but very flat, perfectly starched, what a freak. Um, nice and smooth. <laughs> fresh sheets is, oh is my awesome. goodness, <laughs> you've got a. But it's feet. it's relaxing. It's very very yeah. relaxing.
3: Well, the creases last for all of like what ten minutes, and yeah, then I'll you last, get it lasts for one night. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but I, mean, I spend an hour doing it, and that's relaxing. And then I get into bed, and it's like
2: ah, oh, it feels so good.
3: Yeah, I could see on like a cold winter night, you know, you kind of get into the, some press sheets, and yeah. Yeah, I can go for that. Ooh, very underrated is uh, definitely getting a hot towel out of the
1: uh, out of the dryer and then somehow getting it. I guess usually if you can get oh. like your significant other to grab it for you while it's coming out of the dryer, as you're getting yes. out of the shower and that hot, that does. I guess that's why they make towel warmers, right? But uh, yeah.
3: right, yeah, no, but yeah, I know what you're talking you about. You've Got a partner to do it exactly. good for you. That's great. That's yeah, a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm
1: imagining you get out of ironing the uh, pillowcases
2: there. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> yeah. close. Pretty yeah. close. Yeah.
1: Very cool. That's getting to know Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland a little bit better on today's show. This is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. We'll get back to talking about your capital, your retirement, your financial planning coming up on today's show. Stay with us. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Let's get back to the show with your host, Walter Storholt. Answering your mailbag questions on today's show. This is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Sorholt alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, uh, serving you throughout the Austin area. And we've got another question from a listener here. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, call or text one to 512 492 3800 Again, 512-492-3800. Laura says, it's a short and sweet question for you guys, I'm fearful of market crashes. Should I just put everything in cash to take away the worry?
2: Ooh. Ooh. Uh. You know, we call that losing your money safely. Yes. So at the the very least, assuming a 3% inflation rate, you're losing 3% per year right off the bat by doing that. Um, There are plenty of guaranteed options out there that at least keep up with inflation. So just pulling it out of the market and going to straight cash, you know that'll give you an underlying feeling of security for a short period of time but but you probably ought to put that money somewhere just letting it sit there in cash is not going to do any good.
3: Yeah, I will say though we've had a few clients come into us in that situation. Hey, I was in the market, I didn't like it. Uh, I want to pull out and I want to reconsider my options. Maybe I do go back into the market a little bit, but I want to I want to plan, not just a, a hope. So we get people coming in in that situation exactly. So so maybe that is the right way to go, but that's step 1 of of 2 or 3. You know, the next step should be hey, give us a call and let us put a plan together yeah. for you and, and put some of that money back to work in a
2: productive way rather than just sitting on out of the mattress. Yeah, the bare minimum, we have things you can do. I mean, if you just want to have zero risk, we have places to put it that at least keep up with inflation, no fees, and you're not going to lose anything.
1: Yeah, there's always a better option than cash. Is that a common problem with people having too much money in cash? Sounds like a good problem to have, but in retirement planning, it's it's really an issue, right?
2: Sometimes, and, and it's a, it's an emotional thing. People come in and they've been stockpiling cash, and they'll have three, four, five hundred thousand dollars sitting in their checking account, and they know that that's not the best place for it. They know they're not making anything, but as soon as you want to put it somewhere. They have that emotional attachment to liquidity, and we have that conversation all the time. They're they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I I've got four hundred thousand dollars available to me, and I say, well, are you going to go spend three or four hundred grand on anything? Have you ever done that at one time? And they said, well, no. I said, okay, well, then there you go. Let's let's put it somewhere where it performs. But we are constantly overcoming emotions, um, and it's typically irrational emotions.
1: Well, big problem there with cash. Uh, whenever cash and emotions, uh, they they certainly collide all the time. I think sure. uh, the way that we uh, hear you guys talk about it here on the show. Certainly a common issue. Great question, Laura. If you have any questions about your own financial situation, maybe a similar one to Laura, maybe something else that's on your mind, reach out to Jess and Jonathan here at Noble Capital Wealth Management. The number to call is 512 492 3800. You can also text a question into the guys. We don't have to feature it on the radio show either, by the way. If you just want to ask them uh, privately your own questions about your financial life, 512 492 3800 is the number. 512 492 You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Austin's Talk 1370. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour today. Walter Storholt alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berklin serving you in the Austin area. They are the leaders of Noble Capital Wealth Management. And you can find out all about the team by going online to ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Guys, I want to talk about working with the right financial advisor, not just working with a financial advisor, working with the right one. Because it seems that a lot of folks just don't really know exactly what they should be getting from their financial advisor if they have one in the first place. So it's kind of hard, if that's the case, to know if the advisor is really doing a good job for somebody or not. Can you guys give us some context to set our expectations in the right place for what kind of service... We should be getting.
2: Well, I mean, the obvious answer to that: the service should be something that is in your benefit, not the advisor's benefit. Absolutely. First of all, and a lot of it's about you know a gut check. It's somebody that you're comfortable with. That's why I always tell people: don't rush into anything. If somebody is telling you, you know, their advice on what to do with your entire life savings for the rest of your life, after knowing you or talking to you for 45 minutes, that's probably not a very good idea. But just go with your gut. You know, I mean, you. You want to be across the table from somebody who is genuinely trying to do what is best for you. Not somebody that in the back of their mind is thinking, man, I hope I can close this case so I can you know, make my mortgage payment or pay for this vacation I'm trying to go on. And if it doesn't feel right, you know, get up and leave and go go to the next one. Don't don't rush in anything. But our appointment process is pretty long. It almost comes back and bites me in the butt sometimes because it, it can get too long. But, you know, we'll do three to four appointments. A lot of these appointments will last anywhere from two to sometimes four or five hours if you can believe that but it's because we want to dig down in there very, very deep and make sure that we understand what the client is trying to do and make sure that falls in line with what we're able to provide in the first place. Um, I've I've told clients plenty of times that we're we're not a good match. I can't provide you what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Whether I think that's reasonable or not is a whole other story. But (laughs) if, if that's really what you're trying to do, I'm not going to just sit here and tell you what you want to hear. I'll tell you up front that's 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 not a good right, match right. And, and wish you well and hopefully I made a new friend and we go on down the road.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I think you know, just hit the nail on the head, but um, certainly finding somebody that you're comfortable working with that's going to speak to you like family, somebody who's going to obviously look out for your best interest but also isn't afraid to tell you, hey, you might need to check that. That budget's a little bit high. You're thinking a little bit too positively on, on return. Uh, we need to look at this a little bit more conservatively, whatever the situation is, but somebody who's willing to, to tell you how it is um, not just go along with whatever you want just to get the sell so to speak furthermore i think you want to understand what they're going to put together for you if you're just going to somebody who's selling you the the latest greatest stock pick or is just trying to position a few of your dollars into an annuity and then usher you out the door that's not a plan that's not a that's nothing to base your retirement on so everything we do here is based on on a plan right and then what are your goals and objectives we've we've factor those into the plan and then how do we get there right how do we get there part that's the easy part right We, we know. Know where we're going and what we're trying to accomplish so then we just we can now tell you how to get there but it's all comes back to that plan we're not just telling you what we want to what we want to, to sell you or what we think sounds good today it, it all comes back to your the plan your overall goals and objectives
2: yeah So right. i mean I, I, i've started counting there but i lost counter for a while how many times you said plan um, <laughs> and, 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 you, and you can't say it too many that's times that's what we do because that yeah. is, that's, that's really is, it is literally the core of what we do i had clients yesterday that came in they had been with two other advisors they had like gosh, 10 or 12 annuities and a couple life insurance policies. And I'm like, okay, this is quite a few products. Let's, let's see your plan. And they just looked at me like I was speaking Chinese. I was like, I was like do you have a plan to use all this stuff? I'm like, no, just, we bought this annuity and bought that life policy. And then we replaced that life policy with another life policy. Somebody was just flipping products on them. They had yeah. no idea what to do with any of it. And we
3: see that a lot, unfortunately. You know, the people listen to us on the radio, uh, they come see us at a seminar, you know, however they find us. They'll come in and they've already have all of the pieces, the tools to get them there, right? Every Anything and everything that we might put in their hands, although maybe slightly different, right? But they have, they generally have the tools in place, but they don't have the plan. So they're not sure what to do, when to turn on income from this annuity, when to start Social Security, um, how the market and those investments factor into their retirement. It's just, it's just wide open eyes and just, you know, what do i do i'm here for the plan you know it's it's very frustrating to see that somebody has done them wrong and they've been living that way in retirement for
2: a number of years already yeah and the other side of the shame of it is that you know we we go the other direction we put together a plan and in this plan we say okay at this age you know at age 62 to age 65 we need to generate this much income and from 65 to 70 we need to generate this much and at 70 we got rmds to deal with so we lay it all out first and then decide what asset classes what tools what products fit that and in what denominations right and what i get is people showing up with a five hundred thousand dollar annuity not because it fit anything in a plan because that's how much the annuity salesman thought he could get them to part with emotionally right, right. and sold them a $500,000 annuity Now they don't know what to do
3: with it. Exactly, right. So if your brother-in-law sells annuities or your brother-in-law is a, a stockbroker, you know, don't necessarily just go buy the product, so to speak, from them and, and hope to find a, uh, show up at a financial advisor's office and have them to put a plan together for you because there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, it really helps if you're starting from the ground floor and putting together a holistic, all-encompassing plan and that's that's exactly what we do here at, here at noble capital those are excellent
1: examples and uh, kind of eye-opening in a way to see that distinction between kind of product picking or again just buying a bunch of tools and then expecting the plan to just sort of be born out of the tools. It kind of reminds me when I bought my first home, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing a bunch of projects." So I went out and bought every yard tool and every like uh, <laughs> power tool you can imagine. Yes, yes and then I, there were that. some that sat there for three years before I ever actually had a product where I needed that tool, and it would have been right. much better. Right. to just wait to see what projects or in this analogy, you know the plan dictate then what tools I actually need. and it turns out i I think I bought a uh I don't know some some sort of like sawzall or something and I'm like <laughs> I still haven't used it to this day you know? and <laughs> oh probably, my god probably still doesn't even work gosh. anymore you know so that's uh,
2: hilarious that you say because I'm known for one statement when people talk about you know what are the greatest inventions of all time I say air conditioner and the sawzall <laughs> 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 so the the whole the concept of owning a sawzall for for more than a day and not having used it is just very foreign to me I oh,
1: wow. see I've, I've used everything else at this point but uh but, but for whatever reason uh, maybe I'm you need to show me how to use it Jess. maybe that's yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm not applying it properly, so I probably <laughs> there's probably projects where it would have come much more in handy to uh, to utilize. Well,
2: you get me over there and, and get me to start showing you how to use those tools. <laughs> you're going to wind up with some pretty cool projects. you know, decks <laughs> in the back of your houses and, and stuff like that.
1: I, uh, you know, I've just turned the corner to like patching walls and you know starting to do some a little electrical yeah, work props. and some things wow. like that. Yeah, so I'm yeah. making some good some good strides. So, boy, it really makes you wish uh, not to get too far off track here it d- makes you wish you'd paid attention to dad a little bit more when you were younger, when he was doing all these cool things and be like, man, I could have picked up a, could have saved myself a lot of, uh, you know, the learning curve if I'd paid attention Absolutely. when I was younger. So that's true. Or then
2: again, there's some of us that did pay attention to dad. And, yeah, yeah. Can, and now they honor, build motorcycles. I can, yeah, I, 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 can, <laughs> I can honor that knowledge from him by, by, you know, putting together motorcycles and cars and really cool projects. In the house. I honor dad by
1: uh, calling him two or three times a week to say, okay, Hey, I'm so I'm working on this. What should I do? <laughs> right. That's a great way to, yeah. so I, I think he still appreciates it. So I, I love the illustrations you guys drew there. That's very, very helpful. Um, Are there any, so what are some simple warning signs somebody could be on the lookout for maybe where they go, hmm, if this is happening or if this is occurring in my situation, maybe I'm not working with the right advisor for my situation. Any little warning signs we can be on the lookout for?
2: Uh, boy, there's like probably quite yeah, a list I mean, of that. I'm trying to decide where to I start. Think, I think
3: one of the, the big ones for me is talking about the people who come in here with products, right? Um, generally, we kind of ask them, how did you How did you get this product? What did that process look like? You know, Why is this not part of a plan? And, and it usually goes something along the lines of, well, I went to a presentation – and then I showed up at their office and then they asked me how much money I was willing to invest with them, right? So not how much do I have, not what are my objectives and goals, not, you know, it's just how much am I willing to part with and then they sell them a product, an investment, whatever based on that amount and then they send them out the door and say thank
2: you very much, right? That's a red flag right there. And then they have the nervous to spin that and try to say, look, we're looking out for you. We right, exact- best interest, yeah. yes. You said this is how much you're willing to invest, and yeah. wow, imagine that. That just happens to be exactly what we have to <laughs> yeah, have Exactly, right exactly. It must be a, a good match. Right, $100,000 right here. Here's
3: an annuity for $100,000. Here you go. Walk yeah. out the door, and that's that. Yeah, that's that's. we get a lot of those, unfortunately. You know, And that's when you know you've worked with a product salesman who isn't necessarily putting a plan together, is not putting a plan together for you, and doesn't necessarily have your best interest at heart. The product itself may be perfectly fine and suitable, but... If you don't have a, a use for it, or you don't have a plan that you're trying to implement with that uh, tool, then, then what good does it do you?
2: Yeah, there's another thing that's that, and being on the inside, knowing this, it's uh, it's kind of eye opening. There are like anything else. You go to a car stereo store, and you know maybe Sony is giving what they call spiffs this week. So you know you sell five of these units, you're getting an extra twenty bucks back per mm-hmm. unit. And wouldn't you know it? This week, Sony's the best stereo in that yes, wall. You know, it's yes. way better than the Kenwood or, or the, the the Rockford Fosgate. But we do see that in the annuity business. Sometimes some insurance companies will, will put an incentive out there to push this one particular annuity for you know a month. They're trying to to, to increase the sales level on that, and inevitably we'll see people come in with those products that just happen yeah. to line up. You know, I look at the the issue data. And go, oh yeah, you know, so Allianz was given a little bit of extra bump on the commission that, that yeah month, yeah. You know? Um, So that's when you know that they're they're not they're looking out for themselves. Yeah, yeah
3: Or they're trying to hook you, you know with with some sort of bonus on the product, right? There's a you know
2: 20%
3: bonus after you sign up, you know those sorts of things. I mean Again, if it's not uh, working towards uh, a plan and, and really uh, helping that plan come to fruition, then then you're in the wrong spot. That it should start with, what are you trying to accomplish? When are you going to retire? How much money do you need? All, all that sort of stuff before you even get to the, the products and the investments. Yeah, and don't get Gimm- me wrong. Gimmicks. I mean, a lot, a yes, lot of these yes, you
2: know, a lot of these products, for lack of a better word, they they're good. They're a good product yeah, if it's absolutely. used if it's used properly. Right. You just have to go in the right direction. What is my need? Now let me go find something that fills that need. Not, this is a good product. It may not be what my need is, but it's a good product if I needed it for this other thing. So, you know, one example Jonathan was talking about, there's a, there's a particular annuity out there. I'm not going to get specific, but it's got a huge bonus going into it, both on in an interest bonus and a, a bonus going into the original amount. But if you use the annuity during the first 10 years, you lose the bonus. Right, yes. Yeah. So as long as you don't need that thing for 11 years or longer, <laughs> it, it's not a bad product. But, right. you know, a lot of the, the annuity salesmen fail to mention that. Yes, there's not a plan. So if I'm putting a plan together that shows me using this product in five years, and it's pretty glaringly obvious, that's not the best product to use. Right, in. right. Um, so guys are just they're like I said, they're pushing products that that get them the best commission that that is shiny. You know, they can hook you on it on one better than the other. So the a 5% bonus. This is a 20% bonus. So, what are you going to do? Of course, you're going to go with the 20% bonus. But if you don't understand how it works and what it's for, then you very well may get into something that's not in your best interest.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And this this can work, you know, opposite side of the, the ballgame here, just market investing, right? Um, you know, if you're talking to somebody who, again, is not putting a plan together, just saying, hey, you know, let's bring all your assets over, we'll manage them for you. It'll all be great, right? If they don't have your objectives in mind above and beyond, you know, sort of the return you're hoping for, if they're not looking at retirement plans, and you're going to enter into retirement, then you're in the wrong place. There's plenty of good money managers out there, right? We like to consider ourselves one of them. But if they don't have the holistic plan in mind and they're not helping you through all the different facets of retirement planning alongside that investment planning, then you might not be in the best place. They might do a great job in investing those dollars,
2: but if you don't have a plan on how to utilize them, it's not gonna do you as much good. Yeah, and it's it's gotta work with your needs. You know, I'm, I'm a big car guy. Um, so you'll hear me comparing the Corvette and the three-quarter ton or one-time Chevy truck all the time. Yeah. Both great products. If, if what I need is to impress my 19-year-old girlfriend and beat my 20-year-old friend that's got a Mustang from stop sign to stop sign, that Chevy truck is probably not the best investment there for me. But if I live on a farm and I've got to haul hay and, and drive through fields and everything, the truck's going to be good, but the Corvette's probably not the best. So we got exactly. two two products that are perfectly acceptable. Some would even say great. But if they're not used in the right context or for the right thing, they're useless to me.
1: The truck may not help in the race, but it kind of depends on the nineteen-year-old uh, whether
2: the the Corvette or the big truck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, get your country go, get your country go. But if your objective if your objective is to get from one stop sign to the next there faster than than this yes. GT Mustang, then the one-ton Chevy truck's probably not the best choice. If your objective is to go through through a field with lots of mud, yeah. hauling a big old trailer, then you know this Corvette's probably not the best sure, choice. Sure. There you go. It just underscores the importance of the
1: plan, right? You got to know what the objective right. is to yeah. choose the right vehicle. Same thing with choosing the right products. Got to know the
2: plan exactly. All comes back to that, and, and just and just for the record, you know, I'm 53 years old, so I don't have a 19. That's just an example. That, that's not was applying high, to me. That was, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of reverting back to when I was 19. You know, actually,
1: I think we're uh, we're, we're picking up what you're putting down. We we
2: got you. Got, it. got it. I just want to make sure there's no misconception out
1: there. I know planning, planning, planning. We've said the word a thousand times on this particular segment of the show. We say it so many times because it is so important. It always does come back to that, and I know it's the main theme of the dinner and discussion. Events that you guys have throughout the Austin area, where you're talking about concepts like this, what the relationship with an advisor should look like, mistakes people are making. What does an evening like that look like with you guys?
3: It's pretty straightforward, Walter. Um, you know, it's it's obviously a dinner, right? That's that's the best part. Come out and eat food, and if you don't like us, well, at least you got a free meal. But we think you will like us, so we like to bring everyone out and just give a, a pretty, um, you know, thirty thousand foot level overview of what we do here. Um, it starts with talking about anything from uh, taxes to uh, annuities and various investments and the pros and cons of those, and we take it all the way into what does our income plan look like, how does it function, we talk about income laddering um, and the tax implications therein, and really try to teach you a little bit about what we do and and how we do it to give you a little tidbits to take home and maybe implement in your plan. But if you don't have a plan, you want a little bit more help with implementing a plan, or you have some questions on, you know, whether, uh, you know, if you're working with a, an advisor currently, if that advisor has your best interest in mind, or if you don't have a plan from that advisor, come check us out and let us uh, put one in place for you. So it's really a place to just feel us out, have a good time, and maybe take the next step to come out and see us and, and work with us.
1: Well, if you'd like to attend an upcoming dinner and discussion seminar with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, it's very easy to set that up all you have to do is go to ncwealth.com to see a list of events and locations and to sign up ncwealth.com the place to go from your smartphone or computer and you can reserve your spot come out have dinner discuss some important financial and retirement planning topics with us it's a great evening every time we have one of these events throughout the austin area ncwealth.com your place to go for all the details or you can call or text if you prefer the number is 512-492-3800. There'll be a person standing by to answer your phone call if you call in or to answer your text if you text us and have that conversation with you and find a good evening that would uh, be great for you to come out and join us for dinner and to learn a little bit more about your financial plan. 512-492-3800 is the number to call. That's 512 512- 492-3800 or go online to ncwealth.com and that's all the time that we have for on this week's show for jess hamill and jonathan berkland i'm walter storholt have a great rest of your weekend and we'll see you next time back here on the noble capital radio hour
0: All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, and offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial investment and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated in maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital.